was awesome. It was awesome. Even better watching your grandma cry as you did it. <laughs> Yitro, the title character of this week's Torah portion, is a man of mystery. He is Zipporah's father. He is Moses' father-in-law. He is, in essence, an executive leadership coach who gives Moses advice about delegation and creating an effective judiciary system. He is a Midianite priest who offers sacrifices to Yahweh. And he is the first person in Torah to use the phrase Baruch Hashem, blessed is God's name, which you often hear on the streets of Brooklyn. But he is the first one to say Baruch Hashem, Blessed is God's name. The Midrash lists seven different names given to him in the Tanakh, in the Hebrew Bible. Reuel, Jeter, Jethro, Chobab, Heber, Keni, and Pituel. Anytime someone has that many names in Torah, the rabbis immediately try to give significance to all the variations, to try to synchronize all of the variations. The Mehilta teaches that Yeter became Yitro, adding a vav to the end of the name when Jethro converted to Judaism and fulfilled the divine precepts. And then, as he really practiced Judaism, his nickname was Hobab or Heber because Hivev means love and he was a lover of Torah. And then he became Reuel, Re'el, a friend to God. The Mehilta also teaches that Moses did not want Yitro to leave the camp because he relied so much on his advice. But Yitro told Moses in the language of the Midrash, let me go to my land and I will cause my countrymen to reside with you and bring them to the study of Torah under the wings of the Shekhinah under the wings of God's presence. So what does it mean that the rabbis imagine Moses' father-in-law, this great priest of another people, as a convert? And not just a convert, but an active teacher of, and maybe even proselytizer of Torah amongst his people. One could argue that the rabbis retroactively converted Yitro in order to feel more comfortable with his significant role in Moses' life. That they did not quite know what to do with a non-Jew sacrificing to Adonai and doling out advice to the greatest prophet of our people, and so they made sure to convert him. More generously, one could argue that the rabbis wanted to make space for him, that they were inspired by him, by his faith, by his commitment to Moses and Zipporah, and they wanted to be clear that he could be and was a part of us. I recently had the opportunity to study this text with Dr. Christine Hayes, the Religious Studies Chair at Yale. She's also the past president of the Association for Jewish Studies, and she was the Academic Association's first non-Jewish president. 
Dr. Hayes grew up um, with a father who was a minister in Australia. She's an incredible teacher, and I hope that I can do a bit of justice to some of her insights tonight. She started by reminding us that the formal process of conversion, or even the word for convert, for ger, doesn't exist as such in Torah. That the way one joined the people of Israel was primarily through birth or marriage, usually a non-Israelite woman marrying an Israelite man, like Tzipora marrying Moses. That the notion of the primacy of matrilineal descent the idea that you become Jewish through your mother is only codified in the Talmud. And that similarly, any formal requirements like study or answering questions before a Jewish court or immersion in a mikvah and a ritual bath, those are all later creations of the rabbis in the Talmud. Professor Shia Cohen argues that the Jews of late antiquity were not distant in custom or manner from their neighbors, and that people could simply associate with Jews, even be perceived as Jews, without having to change anything about them. That many appreciated exploring Jewish philosophy and way of life, just as they would have with the Stoics. That this stricter us versus them mentality only arose later in the rabbinic period, likely spurred on as the church rose to power. So that brings us back to our man of mystery, to Yitro. In Numbers chapter 10, when Moses asks Reuel, or Reuel, Yitro, to stay and help guide the Israelites, he says, please do not leave us, inasmuch as you know where we should camp in the wilderness and can be our guide. So if you come with us, we will extend to you the same bounty that the Lord has granted us. So in exchange for Yitro's guidance, for his wisdom, Moses promises that God will grant equal gifts to him and to his family, just as he, just as God has promised the Israelites. A careful reading of Tanakh, of the Hebrew Bible, reveals that Yitro's descendants included both Yael, the Kenite, who assassinated Sisera and saved the Israelites in the book of Judges, and Malchiah, who repaired the gate in Jerusalem when the Israelites returned from exile in the book of Nehemiah. He's listed as one of the artisans who made sure that they could go back into Jerusalem. The Druze people identify as direct descendants of Yitro. Yitro is not only regarded as their ancestor, but also their chief prophet and spiritual founder. Today, in the modern state of Israel, they number over 120,000 and are the largest non-Jewish minority group to serve proudly in the Israeli army, often as officers. So from Exodus to the modern state of Israel, Yitro's descendants have been parallel travelers throughout Jewish history. That is what Dr. Hayes calls them, parallel travelers, those who are traveling alongside and helping the Israelites throughout the journey. How do we imagine our community? 
What are the boundaries that define who is in and who is out? My own thinking of this has evolved over nearly nine years of serving at a reform congregation in the Bay Area. When I meet with someone now who's interested in talking about conversion, I start by saying, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this for your fiance or your mother-in-law, for your baby. I would argue that now more than ever, you can learn wisdom. You can be a lay leader and you can raise a Jewish child in this community without being Jewish. Your loved ones can inspire your choice. They can be part of the reason for your choice. But I want you to do this for you. I want you to yearn to be a B'nai Yisrael, one of the children of Israel, with all of the ups and downs that it brings for you. Because you can also decide to be a B'nai Yitro, one of the children of Yitro, a parallel traveler who joins our community on this journey, who helps show us the way in the wilderness, who goes from generation to generation alongside, protecting us, supporting us, and loving us. And that we should and will celebrate that just as much because we need it just as much. Dr. Hayes talked about what it means to be a scholar, one of the greatest scholars of Talmud in the country, to be the president of the Association of Jewish Studies, to be deeply invested in this community, and yet not herself to be someone who's Jewish, and not herself to have decided or sought to convert to Judaism over all these years of learning and teaching. She talked about the power of being a bat Yitro, to being part of the spiritual descendants of Yitro. We have inherited a strong Talmudic tradition of strict divisions, with long discussions and debates about who is a Jew and how to separate from those who are not. But we have also inherited a history that tolerates boundary crossing, where there is more than one path to invest in and support the Jewish community. That that is ultimately the legacy of the namesake of this week's Torah portion. That is the Torah of Yitro that I hope to teach and that I hope we all live. Shabbat Shalom.